Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Well, today I'm just going to jump right in. If you were here last week, um, I just said for the two weeks leading up to Advent series, we're going to talk about the mind of Christ. We're going to talk about what it means to be people that have transformed mind, that elevate our, our thinking, our thought, our vision from the natural into the supernatural kingdom of God. Amen? And so last week, if you were here or not here, we talked about what it means to not come into the agreement with the spirit of the age, right? That we're not going to do that, that we are called to, to be a part, to be set apart, to be, to be holy. Hello? Yes? And so we talked about that, and we talked about what it means to have the Spirit of God living inside of us to guide us into all truth, to help us, to to give us the access into thinking and living and having vision the way that the Father has always called us to. Amen? And so if you were not here, I encourage you to go back. That was really the um, point of not the how, but the actual access for us into this, that by Scripture's authority, we can say these things. Amen? And so I want to encourage us once again as disciples of Jesus that we begin to take serious the access that we have been given to thinking the way we are allowed to think. Better yet, the way we are called to think and live. Amen? And I'm talking to people today because you can, you can think, and the world does a good job of meditation and thinking, and we've talked a little bit about it. I'm going to talk a little bit more, but, but this is speaking to people that have had a regenerated heart with the Father. Amen? Through the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm not talking to just some some. some concept and thought about think happy thoughts and life will be good. Hello? I'm talking about the ability and the access as sons and daughters of the King, the Almighty King, the creator of the universe, that we have access to think the way he's called us to think and to live the way he's called us to live. Amen? Elevating our minds, allowing the Spirit of God, who is eternally connected to the Father, to speak to us, to remind us, to share with us insight and wisdom and discernment. Come on, more than ever, we need wisdom and discernment to fall upon our lives, yeah? And so this week, this is just a kingdom mind part two. And I put a title to this. There is beauty in it all. There is beauty in it all. Romans 12, if you have your Bibles, get them out. Romans 12, Paul's writing. Incredible, powerful book of Scripture. This is, this is a, a Scripture verse that I, I've held on to for a long time. It resonates. It comes back at times in my life in different moments or, or seasons that I'm in. And it's a, it's a scriptural reminder of, of, of God's promises and his call to, to me. And so I believe it's a call for us today as we are talking about a kingdom mind. Paul writes this. Therefore, another translation say, brothers and sisters, <laughs> I urge you. I urge you, Paul writes, there is a sense and a level of, 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 of his voice, of, of writing there, of tone, of, of the, 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 the immediacy. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, But be transformed, everyone say transformed, by the renewing, everyone say renewing, of your mind. 
Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Another translation that I love, I think we have it. It's, it's, it's just the, from the Passion Translation, but I just love how this reads. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? How many of you are thankful for his marvelous mercies in our lives? We were singing, all my life, you have been faithful, God. We do not deserve this. We do not deserve the breath in our lungs. Somehow, some way, moment by moment, we take uh, this thought that we deserve the breath in our lungs. It is because of the mercy of God that we are breathing. Hello? And all everything else that he's given us, his son, Jesus, is, is his great mercy. What should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices, and to live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. This is, what, this is awesome. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Amen. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Of how you think. A kingdom mind, there is beauty in it all. As you guys know, we were away for some time, and um, my son, before we left, he, he was um, oftentimes taken to um, a, a, a nature museum. Those are what they're called, I think, um, where he would go and he would discover all sorts of animals. And in the nature museum, there is a, a butterfly, um, I want to say farm, farm, um, a place, an area where there's butterflies. And so my son, anytime there is a butterfly, he points it out to me. And we were, we were away, and we were um, down south, and um, we were just kind of in an ordinary moment. And, and my son stopped, and he looked up, and I thought he saw an angel, but all he saw was a butterfly. <laughs> and he's like, Dad, look. And I'm like, son, it's a butterfly. Come on, like, let's keep, come on, let's keep the train moving. We got places to be. We got something to do. And he's, Dad, butterfly. And I was like, Son, okay, so I stopped, right? I listened, I stopped, I paused. I, I looked at this butterfly for just a brief moment. But, but I, truth be told, like, I, I studied them in science class in ninth grade. Like, I, like I, I, I know the ideas of what butterflies, how they progress, the, the, the metamorphosis of how they come from an egg to, to being a butterfly. It's, it's a beautiful, but I just kind of like been like, ah, they're just, they're butterflies, but I stopped in that ordinary moment and I saw the intricacies of God's hand and his mighty hand upon those butterflies. Like if you look at the design of a butterfly, it's wild. It's crazy. They're beautiful. They're beautiful, right? Like if you actually stop and look, there, there is such a beauty to those creatures. And I remember going, man, like the, 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 the process to get to that moment, the transformation from this egg, uh, and I, hear me, I know there's four steps, so don't give me like, uh, like the metamorphosis of these steps to get to that process is not always great. It's not always beautiful. There's, there's messes there. It takes some time. Like some take two weeks, some take months to, to get to that process of being a butterfly and having the beauty upon it. And the Lord said, JP, this is your mind. And I stopped. And he said, I am working in you. 
I'm going to take you from grace to grace, from glory to glory. I am not going to leave you where you were yesterday. The same truth that he declared over my life in that moment. He is saying to every single soul in this room today that he is not done working in you. I don't care if you believe that or not. That's a good place to say amen. He's not done. I don't care of what you, he, he doesn't get what you did last night, what you did yesterday. The grace of God is so big and so strong that he's calling out to you saying, I am going to keep working in you. I'm going to continue to transform you if you would allow me to do it. And there's beauty in it all. And so what's crazy is the word that Paul writes there, and many of you know this, the word that Paul writes in regards to the transformation of mind in Romans, it's the same word that we get from metamorphosis. It's the same word in the original language. It's the same word. He's saying you're going to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What he's saying is you're going to take every single day and become a little bit more like Jesus every single day. Like, like, like you don't just get saved, set free, sanctified, filled with the, you don't get all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, just like I've arrived, like, like the problem and the danger with that thought is that's not what scripture tells us. And there's a lot of people that are like, I'm saved, set free, sanctified. I don't need anything. Like this is a daily journey, a daily walk, a daily understanding of more of who God is. And so when Paul writes, be there to transform by the renewing of your minds, he's saying, yo, hey, church, believers, followers of the way, every single day, transform your mind. Change by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right? The scripture says, don't be so caught up in the opinions and the ideas and the, the schemes of culture. But be transformed by the power and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we have this opening to us to have the mind of Christ, to think the way that God would call us to think, to live how we are called to live, to love our neighbors as ourselves, to be people of sacrifice and of, and of care. But how many of you know it's hard that constantly we get things that cut in on us? Like who cut in on you? Scripture says you were running so good, but but what cut in on you? And oftentimes those things are what transform us back to moving in the wrong direction. Hello, like 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 when we start to allow things for us to be cut in on, we start to go from grace to grace, and we start to go like, ah oh, man, the old life seems a lot better. Just me, cool pastor, just pastor, awesome. But if we're gonna say we 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 have a renewed mind, we got to be aware. <laughs> of the blocks that we get trapped in often, right? Like, like our mind is intricate. It is a serious thing. Like there are studies. As I was away, um, I read a lot of books. I am no psychologist, but I read a lot of books about the mind and, and the way that it works and discovered even greater measures of it. It is a crazy thing, right? Like, like it is powerful, and so knowing that it's a powerful thing that has been given to us by the Spirit of God, there are things that rise up against it. Words from people. Like, like there are studies of, of children where they have been spoken over time and time and time again of who they are, their value that is of really no value. Their, their parents just declaring it's, it's no condemnation to parents. Like, but they have been spoken and they have done studies of watching those children grow up to live in the pattern of what has been spoken over them at the age of three. 
Like these are serious things. Like because the mind then creates a, a way that, that it thinks and it processes and it, and it goes. Like, like we create our, our, our pathways in our brains from things that happen to us, traumas that happen to us, experiences that happen to us. And they create the way that our brain begins to think then through every other situation that seems similar to it. Like, like science would call it neural pathways. And we continue to go down those pathways. So when I experience pain, I funnel it through the, the pathway of how I used to instead of transforming my mind and what God says about pain. And so I go to this neural pathway. Are you guys okay this morning? I've had a lot of coffee and it's good. Like I go through the neural pathway of the pain route. And so what happens is, is that I choose that route even more time and time again. You know what it does? It becomes bigger, bigger, bigger every time. Every time I choose that, so, so, so if there's a word that has been spoken, if there's an action that's been done to me, if there's something that I've walked through, hard experiences shape us. I'm not downplaying, hear me, anybody's trauma, anybody's situations, that's not it at all. But what happens is, is our brain begins to put protectors up. It begins to say, no, 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 no. Like, I'm rejecting, I'm rejecting, I'm rejecting, I'm rejecting. Like, like, like you've been in five bad relationships and the sixth one that comes around is actually a good guy, but like the brain tells you, no, 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 run. Because of the way that our minds work. You're doing okay. Like these are powerful things that have been given to us by God. Our brains also work when we, by, by, by what we say. So, so catch this. You wake up every day and you go, I hate my job. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to hate your job. I just need the Lord to deliver me and give me a new job. Maybe you just need to stop waking up and saying you hate your job. Well, there's countless opportunities for me. I shall quit and find another one. You're going to go to the job that you, that you just got because it's the favor of God, and you're going to find the same pattern. I hate my job, or I hate my manager. I hate my boss. Nobody's telling me what to do. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Hello? This is what happens. We create these means and these modes like, like man, <laughs> our brains are serious. But God and his great design of them said, listen, I've given this to you. Let me speak and be the author and the perfecter of them today. We do not have to be people that are caught in patterns of, of lies and of schemes and of darkness and of trauma and of pain. We can be people that daily come under the covering of the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, would you just transform this thing right now? This thing that when I, I'm like, it's, there's something in there. I know, I know. Can you transform this thing right now? Can you touch it by your Spirit's power? This is our call. This is been given to us. So let's talk real quick just for a few moments and then we're going to pray. You doing all right? I wore this thick sweater and I'm never doing that again. Where's my water? Thank you. Oh. Oh. Isn't she the best? She's extreme. A mind under the work of transformation, of being renewed, of living this 
life that is possible to us. And guys, this sermon series could be four months. And like, we'll just, maybe we'll tap back into this after Advent, but a mind that is under the work of transformation, we first have to start this in the how, understands the urgency of the renewed mind. Understands the urgency of a renewed mind. Paul writes, therefore, I urge you. He's not like, therefore, if you want to, if it's the right vibe, if it's the right feel for you today, if you're feeling all good, then, no, he says, brothers and sisters, I urge you today, right now, right now, in this cultural moment, in this time, to be a person that does not conform to the patterns of this world, but is a person that is transformed daily by the renewing of our mind. Paul says, listen, you do not have tomorrow promised. You do not have this next hour promise. Like, I say this often. Like, we think that, oh, I'm, I could drop dead right now. If that happens, I hope it's a story. I hope it's, like, anyways, funnier in my head than out there. Jeez. <laughs> meaning, like, meaning, like, I, we sometimes live life like, I got my brunch plan at noon today. I'm going to get there. I'm going to go, like, next week. I got a big trip coming up next week. Y- y- yes. But you may not get there. Life is life. And somehow we're like, I don't need to transform my mind today. I can wait till tomorrow. I can wait till next week. I can wait till it's the right season for me. Right now, my season is just taking care of me. It's like, man, funnier in my head's today than... Paul says, a transformed, renewed mind, a person that's following the Spirit of God, knows that this is not a game knows that they don't have tomorrow promise. So today, this day, the, the scriptures say, do not worry about tomorrow because today has enough worries of its own. Do not focus on what's to come. Focus on the present. The reality is this, is that we are people today that can't focus on the present. We have a, a, an ability to focus. You want to know the number today? 12 seconds. Most of you are already gone. I've watched you 12 seconds into this thing. That's the reality. And you come back and then we, our attention span is gone. It's just so like we, we cannot have, have the capacity to be like, man, this is this is now I got to do this now. And today I got to focus in that Paul's words to me are true. A renewed mind, a person that's pursuing this has to come to grips. You got to come to grips. And I got to do this thing now. You have been paid for. You have been bought with blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. We declare this over our kids all the time. They are a son and a daughter of the king. I declare that over this house today. So as sons and daughters of the king, tap into the access of what he's given you. You have been made brand new. Don't waste it. Say yes to the transformational work today. I I say this. I I don't care if you're 50 years into serving God or five minutes Every single one of us daily have a call to transform our minds. Every single one of us has a call daily to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so in knowing the urgency of now, in view of his great mercy, we become transformed through the daily renewal of our minds through meditating upon his words. See, a person that says yes to this work and daily work, we understand that if we don't renew our minds, can I tell you? Like, like this is what's happening. I've watched it in people's lives. I've watched it in people close to me. That one little thought, 
creeps in, settles, and they leave it. And it's not the next day, it's not the next day, months, a year. Patterns now have been built around that one thought. That one thought cut in on them. Instead of going, I'm going to capture that thought, right? Capture every thought that is not of God. I'm going to release it back. But a renewed mind happens through the meditating on the word of God. This is how it happens. This is, you want to know the number one way of how? More than ever before, I believe in worship. I believe in coming into corporate gatherings like this, singing songs of praise. It matters, right? How many of you just experienced the presence of God? He's, he, he was here. The presence of God was so sweet during worship. I just, I found myself on my knees just saying, God, you've been so good to me. Man, even when I haven't been good to you, you've been so dang good to me. Like, I deserve none of this. And you've given me everything. Like, like, like yes and amen. I love worship. I love gathering and praying and lifting up needs and petitioning upon needs and praying for my family, praying for my loved one, praying for you all. I love that God moves upon that. But I have come to realize the thing that actually is going to transform my life is his words. I could sing a thousand songs on Spotify. Oh, I could get that playlist set. Play and just get in the zone. Like I could get in it, and it's good. We're called to declare the praises of our God. But I've come to realize in battles, in seasons, in moments, nothing else compares except the words of my Father, both his written words and of the Spirit of God that are breathing upon me. If we are going to be people that elevate our thinking to see and to believe, like, like this is taking us from just being people that show up for a Sunday gathering to being people that show up and invest and pour into our businesses, into our schools, into our cities, and change Chicago from the inside out. That is the call and the mandate of this house. It has not changed. It's the same thing. And how that happens is as we as people stop getting caught in the same dang traps, stop getting caught in the same stuff, and say, you know, you know what? I'm tired of the same traps. I'm tired of the same stuff that I'm walking through. I can be transformed today when I begin to declare and to speak and to know and to meditate on my Father's words. And everybody says, it's the power of God's word to look and to dwell on it and to speak it and declare it. God meets Joshua there in the Old Testament, if you know the story. Joshua is the man of God that takes over from Moses. I mean, think about that for a moment. Moses was the man. He got him out of Egypt. He, he saw the, 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 the signs and wonders that God did to release Pharaoh, the, the people from Pharaoh, and then splits the sea and the people walk. Like, that's a, that's a scene. Like, that's a moment. Moses leads these people, and then all, uh, it comes to the point where Moses' life is done, and he's like, here, brother Joshua, take it. Bunch of people he's got to lead now. Could you imagine Joshua? Okay, let me just play it out how I think Joshua would act. Uh, Moses, you can't go yet. <laughs> Lord, this is not his time. And Moses is like, this is my time, Joshua. I'm done. No, 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 no. Right? I'm not leading these people. I have seen the turmoil and stress it's put on Moses. I have watched him petition before Yahweh for them. I am, you hear me? Like, Joshua's like, what? And the Lord gives him the solution, the key to success. Oh, that word success. 
The world is looking for the key to success. Here's 10 steps to being successful. Well, I'll one up you. Here's 12 steps to being successful. Now we're at like 47 steps to being successful books. I don't know. We're always looking to be successful. And God says, Joshua, you will, you will raise and rule over my people. You will guide my people. And I'll give you great success. But here's the way you do it. Are you ready? He says to him this in Joshua 1, verses 8. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Um, God, is there a strategy? Do I need to get the dream team together and build up a strategy of how I'm going to lead these people? I'm going to need a business model. He said, no, Josh. Just keep my law. Keep my law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then, I love this, you will be prosperous and successful. The kingdom standard of success looks a lot different than the world's. Wake up, church. He says, keep my law on your lips always. Meditate on it day and night. Night and day. Psalms 1 says, meditate on the law of the Lord. The, the blessed people, the prosperous people, meditate on the law of the Lord. It's like they're attached to streams of living water. Feeding their souls. This is good news. And he says to Josh, this is how you're going to win. This is how you're going to be successful. And I've heard this said in past messages and stuff, but I was reading in, in, my, in my commentaries and I just was reminded of, of that word meditating. What it means in the original. It's the same word that in other places of scripture, specifically in Isaiah chapter 31 where Isaiah writes about how there's a lion, uh, the young lion roaring over his prey. That same word, roaring and meditating, are the same. Okay, let me just do this for a second. This is good. The word that, that when Isaiah writes about roaring, ro like growling, as a young lion, is the same word, means the same thing as when, when, when God says to Joshua, meditate. Meditate on my word day and night. You with me? Okay. I, I, I am learning this in a greater level today than ever before. I, I'm learning as serving Yahweh for the years that he, he, I've, I've been serving him and giving him my life. I've understood the power of meditating on God's word at a level. But over the last year or so, I have found myself in, um, in a position, in a place of deep darkness at times. Can I be honest, family, today? I, uh, I, uh, over the last two years of leading people <laughs> through all things COVID, through all things that we're facing, all different situations and circumstances. I went from just a knowledge of meditating to, to, to really just like, ah, <laughs> ah. And I found myself in a position about 11 months ago where I was in my bedroom and I had a thought that came over me, a darkness that came over me. I just end the noise, stop it. Can I, can I be, like, I had a thought of, 
The way this will stop is you just, you just end, Jay. You, you're done. Evil. Wickedness. I sat in my room and was gripped. The next day I found myself same place in the room. Maybe it was a day later, forgive me, but my, God's so kind. He gives us stuff that like, are just a little like, this was me. I remember my son coming, running into the room. And when my son comes in the room, 99% of the time is like, I want a special treat. I'm like, son, <laughs> toy daddy, toy daddy, toy. I'm like, son, like, there's, there's not these moments what I'm about to say, like, just hear me. But this is not like, oh, that, was, that wasn't God. No, this was God. Because my son does not, he comes running in. He's like, daddy, daddy, I love you. But for the next couple months, guilt and shame and all that stuff of that thought even coming across filled my mind. Who cut in on you? And while we were, right before we left, the Lord just started ministering, reminding me of what he's called me to do and who he's called me to be. And um, he said, Jay, you, you've stopped meditating on my law day and night. Can you, get, can you get back to this? And so I said, yes. And so while we were away, forgive me for the personal story. Seriously, and Peyton, can you come on up so we can... We'll finish in just a few moments. While we were away, before we left, I said, Lord, can you just, can you speak something to me to remind me that I don't have to fall prey to that? And he said, all I heard, this is all I heard, Psalms 139. Psalms 139. I didn't hear some prophetic word like, Jay, you're doing great. He spoke his word. Hmm. This, oh, I feel the presence of God. He spoke his word. I didn't get on social media, post a picture about how I'm feeling and get all the likes. Hear me, cultural moment. Can we just stop that nonsense? Half the church leaves. <laughs> I didn't post like, this is where I'm at. Affirm me, affirm me, hit the likes. Come on, this is, this is the game we're in today. The newsflash. This is not, this is not like, it's funny, but this is the reality of us. He said, Psalms 139. So I went to Psalms 139, and I read it over and over and over and over again. I didn't just read it, though. I remember what, what was said to Joshua, and I remember what the word meditate means. I remember that it meant growl and roar. Do you know that a lion's roar is like 120 decimals? That means it can be heard almost five miles away. Did you know that? That, that a jet engine, when turned on, is 120 decimals, a jet engine, a lion's roar. So, so the writer Isaiah says, roar. Joshua is told, roar over the word of God. And so, man, I've started roaring. <laughs> I would be on walks. I'd be, I went for runs. I went for long runs while we were away. <laughs> and I was just roaring scripture. If, if someone passed me on the street, they'd be like, that guy is out of his mind. Someone help him. Like I'm running like Jesus name. Like it's like, whoa. <laughs> started reading and declaring Psalms 139. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul, and you understand every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book, 
And you know all the words I'm about to speak. And I'll continue. You've gone into my future to prepare a way. You've gone into my future, God. I, I started saying that, writing it, journaling it, declare. You have gone into my future. You've laid your hand upon me. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I run and hide from your face, God? If I run to the deepest of pits, you're there. If I climb to the highest mountain, you're there. Where can I go from your spirit? Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Come on, don't you just feel God when you just declare? Like, wherever I go, this is, this is faith. Your hand will guide me. It's impossible to disappear from you. I'm bouncing around to you. You formed my inmost being, shaped my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. It's not some cheap Christianese thing to say, oh, I just formed me in my mother's womb. It's a great design work that's been done in every single one of you. You formed my bone and my body. You created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully. You shaped me from nothing to something. You saw who you, saw who you created me to be before I became me. God saw you before you came you. And I started declaring this. This became the, the mantra for two months. Like, this is who I am. I'm chosen. I'm set apart. I'm found in Jesus Christ. I am the head and not the tail. So I did that for two months. And the Lord met me. But in the middle of that, there was a transfer. And this is crucial because you can shout God's words all day long. You can be in your house declaring his words all day long. And it's good. It's good. Please. It's better than some of the stuff we're declaring for in our lives. He said, Jay, a transformed mind has to change from thinking differently to believing differently. So as I'm sitting there declaring these words over my life, speaking God's words over my life, meditating on his law day and night, getting back into that intimacy with the Father, declaring it, roaring over it, shouting the words of God, letting them be louder than any other voices that I hear. There was a transfer moment where he said, you got to go from just thinking happy thoughts, thinking on me to actually believing these things. See, see, we're most believers, and this is not to condemn anybody, where we land is we, we, we think on God and never transfer to actually believing what he says to be true. Hello? So, so this is how it works. I know God will bring me a godly spouse. But then when you leave that statement, you go, he'll never leave. He'll never do it. He'll never do it. There's a difference, like well, uh, Chris Valentin, he's a pastor out in California, I love him, but, but he, he does a really good part on this about how he's, he, he writes in this about how there's a difference between high values and core values, where our high values are what we think on, our core values are what we actually believe. And so I could walk around all day long declaring that I've been woven together perfectly in my mother's womb. Oh, I'm perfectly made in my mother's womb. Yes and amen. And I get into an experience in a moment where I start to hear darkness again, and I go... 
I'm not made. Or I go, I'm thinking on God. I'm declaring his word. And it's taking root in me. It's taking root in me. And I believe it. So, yo, evil, suicide, depression, anxiety, you ain't got a touch on my life. You can't hold me because I have been made whole and complete in Jesus' name. I believe that he is the giver of my life and he is the taker of my life, period, the end. I believe that he that began a good work in me back in 2000, whenever, is still continuing it to this day. It, got, it has to go from just thinking on God to actually believing in him. This will take a body of believers to a whole different level. He not only wants to redeem the addiction that I'm stuck in, thought. I know God is the redeemer of all things. But you come over here. I'll never get out of this trap. No. Holy Spirit, Jesus, like the Father, help my unbelief. This is what it comes down to. A transformed mind has to literally go, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Help me. Wednesday night prayer meeting, I said, just help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, help me, help me. Because I don't, I don't want to be here. And you know what he does? He's a good father. Is this helping you today? Is this okay? Pastor Jordan, come on up, please. I'm running super late. We don't just think on God. We hold true to what he says. And it's hard. But this is the promise. This is the call. So transform mind starts with the word of God. It doesn't start with cultural norms. And what social media people are saying, social media pastors, I said it. I said it. For sound, but you got, you got, come, can we just think a little higher here? They're making money off your clicks. Oh, I'm offending now more people. <laughs> you think that they are just like, I'm influencing people. For, they're like, feed my bank account. Sorry, babe, you're giving me the look. I'm sorry. Get to God. Get to his word. The spirit of God will never speak something opposite of his word. He'll never tell you to divorce your spouse because you fell out of love. We say that all the time as we talk about this. Like He'll never say, just leave him. You don't love him anymore. Newsflash, love's a choice. Every wedding I do, I say, yo, I don't want you ever come to me and say, I just fell out of love. I will give you the nice, loving embrace of God's <laughs> mighty hand. I just don't love them anymore. No, you, you, you I, I know this is true because Rachel wakes up days and she chooses to love me when I have not. Anyways, I thank you for that. The Spirit of God will never tell you something opposite of what the Word of God says. Hear me. Hear me. But if we're going to think different, if we're going to elevate our thinking, then we need to believe that the words that God has said are true. Your marriage is on the brink of disaster. Begin to declare his words over what your marriage should be and can be. You're stuck in depression and anxiety. That is not your cross to bear. 
No, I'm coming after some stuff here because this is the reality. I've sat in it. I've lived in it. I've been attacked by it. Depression and anxiety is not your portion. It's not your portion. There's seasons and there's good help. And I, we believe and affirm and counseling and there we, we have connections all, but that is not your portion. He says, I will lead you through the valley. Somehow we think he's going to keep me in the valley and that's where I belong. That's my portion. I'm just bare. No. Oh, the goodness of God. Oh, the goodness of God. Oh, the faithfulness of God to me. Oh, the faithfulness of God to my children. Oh, the faithfulness and the goodness of God to everything around me and all that he's doing. This is the promise of our almighty king. 